Thank you for downloading this month's podcast of BJOG Editor's Choice with Deputy Editor-in-Chief John Thorpe. When I sat down to read the papers for this month's Editor's Choice, I just finished visiting my internist for an annual checkup and was pondering whether or not to have my prostate-specific antigen level, or PSA, measured. A Blue Journal paper with implications for ovarian cancer screening by Lim and colleagues was therefore very interesting. They compare type 1, or so-called indolent cancers that progress stepwise and slowly, to the faster-growing type 2 malignancies. Contrary to their hypothesis, the time of progression from symptom onset to diagnosis was the same, despite faster growth and more advanced cancers at diagnosis with type 2 neoplasms. This topples the case for screening for ovarian cancer with the hope that early detection will allow more women to avoid the morbidity and mortality associated with this lethal disease. Given that most prostate cancers are indolent, it also spoke to me. World Ovarian Cancer Day occurs in this month, so this is a timely addition to the issue. And Gary and Shen put their findings into context and accompanying many commentary. They emphasize how little we know about the natural history and existence of precursor lesions in ovarian carcinogenesis. Given that prostate cancer progression is even more indolent and slow than that of the ovary, I at least got some insights into the dreaded PSA decision. For screening to be safe and effective for cancers in any organ, prostate or ovary, we must know more about inciting events, precursor lesions, and the natural history of the disease. That groundwork for primary prevention has occurred with cervical cancer. Safe and effective screening for cervical neoplasia is possible. The fact that it is driven by human papillomavirus infections, which can be prevented by vaccination, allow us to foresee the end of this disease in our lifetimes. In fact, in the developing world, vaccination may be the primary choice for prevention rather than costly screening and treatment of precursors. In this issue, Sai and Kim explore whether vaccination of boys and girls is more cost-effective than vaccinating girls alone. They use a decision analysis model based on data from South Vietnam, which indicates that vaccinations of females alone may be the most cost-effective approach in low-resource settings. If you missed the Blue Journal Club discussing this article and its policy implications, you can find a summary in this month's BJOG Exchange. Don't forget, a Blue Journal Club is held on social media on the last Wednesday of every month and often produces a very lively discussion. I am pleased that BJOG is able to share these gynecologic oncology papers with our readership this month and hope to see many more from this subspecialty throughout the upcoming year. Thank you for listening to this month's BJOG Editor's Choice. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.